I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Hey, Inanna Sarkis here. I'm the creator and star of Zaya, a new scripted podcast distributed by Realm. And I'm so excited to be sharing this story with you. The show follows Zaya, a Middle Eastern student living in Brooklyn, whose world is shattered when her older brother Ramses is violently kidnapped before her eyes. She will do whatever it takes to bring him back alive and assembles a group of friends who help her hack into top secret corporate databases, break into rehab centers, and outsmart the cops. But the pursuit of her brother also means the pursuit of the truth. And Zaya must come to terms with the knowledge that there is much more to Ramses than she ever knew. Zaya is an intense techno thriller that explores the choice between self-preservation and acting for the greater good. You won't want to miss a single second of this adventure. Zaya is now available wherever you listen to podcasts, or you can find more information at realm.fm. Hey there, this is Vince with another quick update for you. We're actively recording season two right now. It's not going to take us a ton of time to put it together and get these episodes out to you, and we're still looking forward to a release sometime soon this year. We're looking to make sure that all of our actors are paid fairly, and also that we can increase the quality of this season. We're trying to really step up our game, and I hope you're looking forward to it just as much as we are. So I wanted to drop this episode on here, and it's episode one of a new mini-series that we're calling Crowley. We've currently got three full episodes that are about 20 to 25 minutes long each, and these follow Sheriff Crowley as she's working on her own case outside of whatever John is working on. These episodes run in tandem with the story that's been told for season one, so it's kind of like a what was she doing on the side kind of thing. And this was something that we really wanted to get into and kind of explore her character a little bit more. So we put together these three episodes that follow a single case, and they're unlike anything we've ever done before. We have a little bit of narration here mixed with getting inside of Crowley's head so you can kind of hear her thoughts as she's looking at evidence, questioning people about the case, etc. It's definitely like a campy, fun crime thriller, but deep down it's still very much a part of the How I Died world. And so what we're offering right now is all three of these episodes for $1 on our Patreon feed. 
So if you can afford to support the show even for just a dollar and you really like the story that we're trying to tell and want to help us fund season two, head to patreon.com slash how I died. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash how I died, one word, h-o-w-i-d-i-e-d. Like I said, if you pledge just one dollar, you'll get access to a bunch of content, including the three full episodes of the Crowley miniseries. And I know I've said this is the best thing that we've ever made, but don't take my word for it. Episode one of the Crowley miniseries is going to play right after this, and it's the rest of this episode. So if you listen to this, you enjoy it, you want to hear the other two, patreon.com slash howidied. Only a dollar. Check it out, and it goes directly to supporting us for season two. That money is coming in and going right back out to one of our amazing voice actors. So we really appreciate anything that you can give, and we hope that you're looking forward to season two as much as we are. Enjoy this episode, and thank you so much for listening. Maybe we're not so different after all. Audio Media presents Crowley, Part 1. When I was a kid, my dad used to read to me every night. Not those silly children's books most kids love. We read John Grisham or Martha Grimes novels. He'd always joke about how I had a great name for a murder mystery author. Fran Crowley. Of course, he tried to be an author at some point. So did I. Just never took. We weren't really the writing type. I did eventually get into the murder mystery biz, just from a different perspective. But what they don't seem to tell you in a lot of those novels is this. The real shit, it's a lot worse. She's on site. Boss. Mendez, catch me up. Multiple hostages inside, unknown total, but we do know he's got at least one injured. Three shots fired. The perp's name is Phil Tandy. I know that name. Why do I know that name? He's been pretty talkative, but he asked for you specifically. Did he say why? Not yet. Oh, fuck. How did he get inside the radio station in the first place? He's an employee. He's been ranting and raving about how they shut down his broadcast. Old radio play thing that's been going on for years with no listeners. Apparently, he's the only diehard fan. Literally. Oh, bad joke. (laughs) Just doing what I can. Get me a megaphone. I've got one. He might respond to you, but he's been ignoring us. Thought you've been in contact. We've been listening. Here. 
TikTok. Four more left alive. Where is the sheriff? Four? How many people work at the radio station in the middle of the night? Fuck. You'd be surprised in a place like this. And none of you have ever listened, I bet. How many do we have out here? Five cars, seven officers. ETA on SWAT? We never got through. It's our third call of the month. They've probably got us blacklisted by now. Alright. Seven officers and myself. That's not enough to cover the exits. We've got no eyes on what's going on in there. Can we get inside quietly enough? There's a good chance he panics and opens fire if we go in. I can't put my guys through that. Or risk the hostages. And there will never be an ending. What's the plan, boss? First we see why he asked for me. And then we talk him down. Give him what he wants. If that doesn't work... Then we go in. Give me that. Mr. Tandy, this is Sheriff Frank Crowley of the Springfield PD. I've been told you were asking for me. Sheriff, I'm glad you're finally here. It's not like I had a choice. What kind of a person are we dealing with here? He sounds calm. Too calm for the situation he's in. I'm here now. So what is it I can do for you so that we can end this peacefully? Let me dispel something for you quickly here. This won't end peacefully, Sheriff. Shit. Boss? Hold on. Every person in here is going to die, including me and anyone you send in. We're not sending anyone in, okay? And it doesn't need to end that way, Phil. We can figure something out together. What is it you want? I want my fucking life back. So unless you can rewind time, you... You sit back down now. Sit back down or I will blow your fucking brains out. Phil, please. Let's just talk. You and I can sit down and figure this out. You don't need those people in there. Oh, I do. They're responsible for screwing it all up. What happened, Phil? Just tell me about it. Well, Karen here canceled my fucking time slot. It's been my time slot for years. Mine! And that set everything in motion. Maybe we can talk about getting it back, huh? It's too late. It's not about the job anymore. What is it about then? Whatever it is, I promise we can do something to help. Promise we can do something to help. You already promised me that months ago. And here we are. When was he fired? Shit. This isn't a spur-of-the-moment office shooting. This was planned. Do you remember him? No, I don't. Damn it! Why did you want to speak with me, Phil? To get you to do something. You brushed me off last time, and now you have to listen. I'm searching his name in the database. Hold on. And I'm listening now. Just let these people go. It's me you're mad at. It's too late for that. It's too late. It's too late! Karen's dead. Which is great. I mean, she was always a bitch anyways. And all of this started because of them. I got it. Philip Tandy submitted a missing persons report about two months ago. It has you as the recording officer. We're investigating the missing persons report, Phil. You don't need to prove a point. Bullshit! You forgot about her. Name, who is it? Charlotte Brigan. We haven't forgotten about Charlotte. We're still looking into it. And this is why it's come to this, Sheriff. You and your people lie. You just did. Boss, it's been listed as a closed case. 
Ah, oh, fuck me. What do you want out of this then, Phil? What's the goal here? The goal here? <laughs> the goal is to prove that this fucked up town and your fucked up department can't do anything to help anyone. You're a sham. Only here as a placebo for making us feel like you're doing something. Well, do something now. We need to get in there. I make the calls. You stand down until we figure this out. Another one down. He already said they're all gonna die. We need to do something. Mendez! Let me think. Okay. Slow it down. What are your options, Fran? We've got eyes on the windows, and I can see a light on in the far right corner. That must be where he is. But he's not showing himself near the glass. No way we are going to get a shot off without risking everyone in there. The door below it could be an entry point. Hmm. If I keep Phil talking, I might be able to distract him long enough to get somebody inside. But I can't risk that. I wonder, would he make a trade? No demands. I can't imagine he'll be asking for much. He's already set on killing today anyway. I'm going in. What? No way. Get me a helmet and a handheld radio so I can listen to this fucker inside. Your move, Sheriff. Phil, you shot Karen, right? And you're mad at me and this department. Those are your main targets. So don't take any more lives in there today, please. Let me come up instead. I'll be your hostage if you let the rest of them leave. An old-fashioned hostage trade, huh? You for them. Friend, you can't be serious. He'll kill you. Exactly. We'll figure this out from there, Phil. We'll talk. You'll try to get the full story. Reason with me. And either you'll talk me down and I go to jail, or I'll pull the gun and you end up shooting me first. What? Nah. No! Bye, Sheriff. I never got to read my son any crime novels. I never really wanted to, anyway. He was too young when... And besides, the memories stick with you in a way that can only be described as... unfair. It's been days since the radio station incident. I can't get it out of my mind. At first, I tried to move on, focus on other cases, helping other people... Then I just kept getting back to it. Had I missed something? Had I done something wrong? Aside from ignorantly brushing off a mandarin, what must have been a stressful time in his life? When did I become so jaded by all of this? Blame it on the curse, right? Same as everyone else around here. 
Everybody dies. Yeah. Nothing you can do about it but try to figure out why or how. But when something like this happens, something we could have potentially made a difference before it got out of hand. That's the part that's been eating away at me. When did I go from stopping crimes to cleaning up the aftermath? So on day three, I grabbed the case file. Three fucking days. That's how long it took me to woman up and check. What was I afraid to find? A big red circle that said Fran fucked up? It's her fault? She never should have been made sheriff? <laughs> yeah, that pretty much sums it up. What are you looking at so intensely? Oh, it's the uh, missing persons report. Charlotte Brigham? Yeah, I just... I don't remember talking to Phil. Is it possible someone else did and it was filed wrong? No. This is my handwriting on the case file. Look. It was filed over a month ago. That was around the same time you and the doc found that severed head in the woods, right? Think they're related? Probably not. Who knows? You could have been distracted dealing with that. And so I ignored a guy looking for his missing girlfriend? You opened the case, at least. It's not your fault. I don't need a pep talk from a subordinate. Hey, number two in rising. (laughs) If you keep taking every crazy person's rants that close to heart, you might be retiring early. Which would be fine with me. Then I get your job. In your dreams. And in my nightmares. Let me see that again. All yours. By the way, the doc's report came back about Phil. Yeah? What did Spacer find? Nah, the guy was clean. So he wasn't impaired at all, and he still did it. Like I said, crazy. Too much for my taste. I'd say people killing other people to make a point has gotten a little old. And I'd say it's been happening for thousands of years. Get the history lesson out of here. (laughs) Fair. We'll close the case. Neat. He's in today. You want me to go ask him? Nah, I'll do it. Don't you have a metric shit ton of paperwork to file because of all of this? You said I took it too close to heart, right? Consider it a bad habit. I take it back. I don't want your job. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Fuck. In the meantime, can you run to the hospital and grab any medical records for Charlotte and Phil? Sure thing, boss. As long as I don't need to take anything down to that morgue. That place is creepy. Yeah. You and the rest of these boys are some little bitches when it comes to that place. Hey, on a scene, I get it. But something about bodies sitting in there is creepy. You can hear that new doctor just talking to himself from the hallway. Spacer is harmless. But, yeah. He does that from time to time. Mm. I think I'll stick with creepy. Hey. Hey, Nate. Hey, what's up? You want some gum? Uh, no. I'm, I'm fine. Thanks. It's gotten mintier lately. You realize I assign the shifts around here, right? Y- yes, ma'am. What can I help with? The missing persons report, number 2208, filed by Phil Tandy. Yeah, the crazy radio guy. Right. Yeah. You closed this case. Do you remember why? Her parents said she wasn't missing. Wait, they found her? No, but they said they knew where she was. They had proof or something. I just figure the parents aren't worried. She's probably fine. Are you fucking joking again? No. Why? The parents said she's okay. So you believed them? They had proof. Did you see the proof? 
Um, Get the fuck out of here. What? You're suspended. Get out of my damn precinct. Are you serious? If you say another word, you'll be fired. Yes, ma'am. Everybody listen up. We experienced a massive tragedy the other night. And not just because of a crazy person or a fucking curse on the town. As of now, I think we, as a department, are the reason this happened. But one thing needs to be said. We're all citizens of this weird-ass town of Springfield. We are not special. We are not separate. And we need to do a better job. And if anyone is caught half-assing or failing to fully investigate something from now on, you will be fired immediately, myself included. Because if I find out that any other tragedy in this town could have been prevented by something we did, then so help me. Now get back to doing your jobs and do them well. Mendez, come with me. What about the medical records? Have someone else do it. We're leaving. Where are we going? To talk to the brigands. Do you want to talk about what that speech was all about? No. Charlotte Brigham, 27 years old, brunette. A slim little thing by the lines of photos all over Mr. and Mrs. Brigham's home. Mendez and I drove to their address in complete silence, except for the radio chatter. I'd been thinking most of the time, and I'm sure he didn't want to be the one to make me talk. Smart kid. Plus, somebody needed to listen to the other units. My heart wasn't in it today. Which was ironic, considering the big stink I made only a half hour ago. But to me, this was more important. Light a fire under the rest of the boys to make sure they didn't screw up. At least for the next few months. But we need some major changes around here. And it wasn't going to be easy. So, it's got to come from the top down. It starts with me, sitting uncomfortably close to Mendez on a sofa in the living room of a missing girl's home. Sitting. And hoping we didn't miss anything. You have a very nice home, Mrs. Brigham. Thank you. But you can call me Terry. Can I get you anything to eat? Can I ask what this is all about? You said you had a few questions about Charlotte? Uh... We're following up on the old case file, given the situation. About the radio station shooting? Correct. We felt it made sense to look into it since Charlotte's ex-boyfriend murdered five people and then blew his brains out. Mendez shot me a glance. I can feel it without even turning my head. I'll figure it out in time. But I said it bluntly on purpose, to get a reaction from each of them. Terry was clearly taken back. Her face showed shock for a fraction of a second. That's how you know it's real. If they hold it for too long, they're faking it. She was legitimately upset. Sorry, Mrs. Brigham. Now the husband, on the other hand, he didn't seem phased by it. That's interesting. But he could have just kept up with the story. Men are usually harder to intimidate with these things. I think what Sheriff Crowley is trying to say is that we don't want to leave anything unturned since the tragedy. Mr. Tandy originally filed a missing persons report for Charlotte over a month ago. Why didn't you file one? Because Charlie isn't missing. She's not? No, of course not. Phil was a little unhinged. He lost his job and then they lost their apartment. Charlotte had to move back here over the summer. They had to try to get their 
finances in order. If Charlotte isn't missing, then where is she? In California. California. Yeah. We have a video. I'm sorry? Charlie, send us a video before she got on the plane. You can watch it if you want. Honey, get your phone. They don't need to see it. Actually, it would be very helpful if we could. Sure. Um, give me, just give me a second. Have either of you spoken to her since? Paul has. She texts him. But never on the phone or video chat? Not yet. She's still busy getting everything set up. Here. Mr. Brigham held his phone out so we could watch. He didn't hand it to me, but rather held it across the coffee table. Mendez and I leaned forward. Charlotte looked like her pictures, for the most part. If I had to guess, I'd say she was even skinnier in the video. Hey, Rent. I hope you both are doing good. Well, I'm sure you're sad that I'm gone, and I'm going to... I'm going to really, really miss you. But I need to leave. Tell Phil I'm sorry. But I need to do this. I am moving to California to be a movie star. Like I always wanted. I have enough cash to last a while. I'll be fine. And I promise I'll text you when I land, fly, or um, when I get there. I promise. Don't, don't worry about me. I love you. Um, bye. Mr. Brigan pulled his phone away quickly after the video ended. Aside from the obvious issues with her speech, Charlotte's eyes were sunken in, and she kept looking slightly to the right of the camera lens. Mr. Brigan's grip on the phone was tight, like he was uncomfortable, and his nostrils flared as he looked back down to the phone. That was the sign of anger. And you showed this video to Phil? Yes, he watched it. Who was recording it? Excuse me? You can see both of her arms by her side in the video. Who was holding the phone? I don't know. What kind of question is that? Maybe she leaned it against something. Of course, of course. Where was she working? Oh, um, hmm. She was a waitress at that restaurant, the the fancy one off of Maine, the... The grill, or the pit? The skewer? That's the one. Why? Oh, she just said she had enough money to move out to California. I know it's expensive there. Uh, I certainly couldn't live there on what I make. (laughs) Do you have any idea why Phil would still think Charlotte was missing after seeing the video? He... No. Phil was a weirdo, like I said. And Charlotte leaving him pushed him even further. Look what he did! So, you had a problem with Phil? It looks like I was right to. Hmm? Do you have... Actually, I think we're all set. Thank you both again so much for everything. Oh, uh, yep. Happy we can help clear things up. Absolutely. And you two don't mind speaking with us again if we think of anything else, do you? Oh, of course not. Hmm. I hope Charlie settles into the actress life well. So, you want to fill me in, boss? You saw the signs in the video, right? The slurred speech, the franticness... How she kept looking to her right. I saw a girl excited for her move. No, I think she was coerced into making that video. Seriously? Absolutely. And I think Paul Brigan knows more than he's letting on. Now that I did pick up on. 
So, where to next? Hmm. I'm feeling a little hungry. Oh, man. I could go for some Chinese like nobody's business. I was thinking something more, uh, upscale. So if you listen to this, you enjoy it, you want to hear the other two, patreon.com slash howidied. We really appreciate anything that you can give. Thank you so much for listening. you could join me for some great seafood. Me too. Wait, why are you dressed in fishing gear? You said we were going out to catch great seafood, right? Yes, to Popeye's. Do you even know how to fish? No, I thought you did. Oh yeah, I could catch pretty good seafood at Popeye's. Let's go. Let Popeye's do the fishing while you enjoy our delicious signature seafood. Get Popeye's flounder fish sandwich or shrimp tackle box before they're gone. Limited time at participating U.S. restaurants. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.